Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Today's show is brought to you by my friends at Infinite Off-Road. If there's one thing I want you to hear right now, it's that we are hosting a free rock-like giveaway from Infinite Off-Road. They have stepped up, they're giving a, helping us do a giveaway, and uh, basically all you have to do is go on our Facebook um, like the post, share the post, comment what vehicle you want to put those rock lights on, and uh, go give Racing on the Rocks a follow as well as Infinite Off-Road. Um, free rock lights, free chance for everybody to win. Speaking of those rock lights, those rock, rock lights are the best on the market. They have the widest and brightest patterns known to man. And they're the only rock light kit that includes a red, green, blue, and white. And white. They have a pure, dedicated white emitter in the rock light itself. Um, go online, infiniteoffroad.com. Cool thing right here. Don't miss it because you can get 10% off the entire website. 10% off the entire website. All you have to do on checkout is use coupon code ROCKS. R-O-C-K-S will get you 10% off your suspension components, your tires and wheels, your lights that are matched with a 25-year, you break it, they fix it, uh, accidental cover, accidental damage covered warranty. It's crazy. It's a mouthful. It's huge. It's ridiculous. Way better than any Chinese crap or any brand that's going to just fly by day or fly by night, whatever the expression is. Guys at Infinite Off-Road have customer service that's unparalleled as well. They also have whips. Uh, for your UTV or your full-size rig. Another thing I want to talk about real quick, which I personally am very excited about, is All Things UTV is about to come out with their Cloud9 Spring Kit. Basically, you've heard of Shock Therapy, you've heard of Ebok, you've heard of RTV Pro, or whatever the guy's name is, but this is the answer to your suspension issues. All Things UTV currently offers a Razor Aid Tender Spring Replacement, for those tender springs that don't work on your vehicle right now, but they've gone even a step farther. They've completed an entire eight spring package, fully customizable to your rig, the weight you carry, everything you need. Oh, and did I mention it's color matched? You can order in any color powder coated those specific springs for your rig. Um, I don't remember the exact price, but if I remember correctly, it's anywhere from 800 to 1000 I can't remember. Uh, don't hold me to it. But that's the cheapest on the market for sure. But it's also going to be the most cost-effective way to get the ride out of your side-by-side -side that you want. Please check out my guys at All Things UTV. Have great deals on axles, apparel, uh, RS1 diffs, the complete kit, RS1 diff, straight to your door. Um, everything you'll need. So give those guys a follow. But the man of the hour today is my friend Nick from RC Command. Um, for those who are normal listeners and listen to drivers of the Rock Bouncers and drivers of the side-by-side -side buggies, Nick has a really cool thing going for him, and he is, he is the leader of the RC Rock Bouncing movement. This guy is great. He is super humble. Uh, he's a veteran, and he travels all over the country to make sure that these guys running their RC rigs can get the job done, have events to go to, and basically he's bringing more light on the sport that I personally love myself. So without further ado, Nick, it was a pleasure. I hope you guys enjoyed as much as I did. Enjoy. Get a drink and gather around. Let's talk drivers. Let's talk rigs. Let's talk skill. You've got the best of the best in the off-road racing world. Have a seat at the table with us, and let's talk about racing on the rocks.
Um, uh, first things first, I, uh, Nick, how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Jesse, listen, uh, I just want to say before we get started, this is freaking awesome, man. <laughs> I, uh, every time I, every podcast that I listen to, when y'all tell me let's pull up a chair and sit at the table and nerd out on some rock racing stuff, are you kidding me? Like, it's like a dream come true, dude. So thank you for all that you do, man. This is awesome. I appreciate it. I, uh, I'm just a regular guy who's a fan and, uh, found a way to be able to talk to all the race car drivers, to all the bouncers, to every side-by-side driver. Uh, I wanted to ask them all these questions, and I figured everybody else wanted to listen. So, um, good opportunity. It's cool for both. And uh, most importantly, today, you are my, my superstar, my special guest. Uh, I've been wanting to talk to you for a while because you have brought something that's in, like really near and dear to my own heart uh, to the spotlight. You've brought it to not only the spotlight, but... You're coordinating it with the race league. You've made it competitive, and the amount of growth that I've seen in the RC um, rock bouncing world in the past, you know, let's just say four months, has been like huge, absolutely huge. So let me tack on to that and say that uh, I'm honored you come on the show, and uh, I'm excited to give the sport, uh, this area of the sport, a little bit of uh, a spotlight and a platform to talk. Yeah, man. You know, and and why shouldn't it be? Yeah, you know, uh, it, it is a motorsport. RCs have motors, uh, and when we race them in competition, it's a sport. So, um, you know, I I just recently retired out of the military. You don't get rich in the military. <laughs> so, um, but I I've been into off roading since I got to, I went to WyoTech in Laramie. Yeah, and we had nothing to do up there, man. But we had some friends with Jeeps and Toyotas, so we would just go explore. I mean, you can, up there you can just drive off the road. You can just drive off the road. And, where and where is WyoTech at? Laramie, Wyoming. It is in the middle of nowhere. That's awesome. Yeah, it's about forty five minutes from. Uh, uh, Colorado, um, real big four wheeler town up there. It'll come to me after we we're done with this conversation. I'm sure. But, Always does. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, man, that that's how I got into it. When I graduated, I I went back home. I, I was living in Maine at the time, and plenty of wheeling in Maine. I mean, yeah. Joe Pierce, the Maine maniac. You know, that's where he's from. So, yeah. um, plenty of wheeling to do up there, and. So I was always into it, but when I was in the army, I couldn't afford it. Yeah. Um, so I had a son, and we just decided one day to get an axial wraith. Um, and I was deploying a lot. Uh, I was in a unit that deployed a lot to Afghanistan. So we would, you know, break it out. We'd take it down to the hill. We'd break something. We'd fix it. And then I would deploy, and it would sit on the shelf for four to six months mm -hmm. and then i'd come back and we'd break it out and we'd play with it and break it and we'd upgrade it and fix it and then i would deploy again so that that went on um for several years and then uh, uh i went through a divorce and i ended up with the wraith so oh, yeah. <laughs> you know as a single guy uh trying to stay out of trouble you know that's what i did man and i literally turned my my kitchen into my garage yeah uh, i had rc parts everywhere and so caveat that with my interest in off-roading and all that jazz uh and 
Tim Cameron hanging a wheelie in... Was that uh, in I can't remember where it was. I'm trying to think of where it was. Yeah, I know. I, it, but it was a, Batgirl. Yeah, it's one of those original uh, Mad Ram videos. Yeah, yes, yeah. So, I'm like, dude, oh, and also the Top Truck Challenge videos. Yeah, uh, cool From Four Wheeler Magazine. Right, so I love those videos, but the only ones that I really wanted to see was the two buggies. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see the full-out, purpose-built off-road rig that didn't look like anything else that was on the road. It wasn't a Ford. It wasn't a Chevy. It was a x shop that that built it you know mm-hmm. and uh so i took all of that and i mashed it up dude and i started rc rock bouncing yeah and uh i started with i cut the back half off my wraith and i built a, a steel chassis for it and i put it on trailing arms mm-hmm. you know and i took that out and and uh i had some fun with that and i'm like well man if i can build a back half why can't i build a full chassis mm-hmm. so i built a full chassis and I used Wraith parts because they kind of looked the part and they functioned the same, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and went from there, man. And, and now I'm retired and I'm putting almost all my focus uh, into this and I haven't asked for anything, man. I, I don't ask people to join the group. Mm-hmm. I don't, uh, you know, I, I don't advertise this stuff. Yeah. It's just catching on. And when people see it happen... When people touch the controller and get to play with it for a little while, huh. uh, I know that probably sounds perverted, but no, no, I saying like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I mean, so it's the yeah. same thing that happened to me, and 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 so actually in high school, I think it was 2013, um, I was just kind of getting through building the Jeep and like didn't have enough money to to put into the Jeep. So I, I stumbled on Instagram uh, on, on Axial's website, and I found videos of these remote-controlled Jeeps that people were building. And you know, there's there's a couple different camps, and and I kind of want to start from the ground up because I would say that most people listening, you know, don't have the, the solid idea of, of you know, are, are they just toys? What are they? How do they work? And um, you know, you you kind of have two lines here. You have uh, the more hardcore like basher. Um, RC rock bouncing, and, and these are one-tenth vehicles, uh, one-tenth, one-sixth, one-eighth scale, and basically that just means they're uh, 10% the size of a normal vehicle, um, and these guys, uh, Nick being the primary advocate for all of it, um, they'll take full-size rock bouncer chassis or Ultra 4 chassis, and they'll replicate them at that 10% scale, and they're exactly the same Everything operates exactly the same. Uh, it, the, only, the only difference is rather than an engine, they use an electric motor and they run off a LiPo battery. Um, how I personally got into it was I saw the Jeep side. Um, Axial came out with their JK uh, version where it was basically, it looked like a, you know, if you took a picture of it, you would think it's a real full-size Jeep. And um, that's kind of the scale side of things where guys will go in and really try and nitpick the details on like, uh, land Land Rovers and, and uh, Jeeps and trucks and you know basically the the best part of this is that you get to build you know say for example I, I tried to build my Jeep um, I had a two door JK got a two door body had coilovers I you know all the manufacturers they make the same parts so aesthetically it can look the exact same um, it has full size act or well, you know full uh, solid axles it has the same wheels you can buy the same King springs, coilovers, all that stuff. Um, you can basically replicate any car you want 
into that one-tenth scale. And that's what drove me to get into it um, before I switched into the, the kind of basher style that we're going to talk about today. Um, that scale side of just pure, just it's just so neat. It's just such a neat thing that they can do. Um, but I do kind of want to guide the guide the tour around to, uh, you know, I, I wanted to give you the opportunity to explain, like, uh, what is the difference between, you know, a $400 RC car versus the, you know, $75 one you'll go get at Walmart, something like that? Sure, yeah, and, you know, we have this debate a lot. Uh, toys, people say they're, call them toys. Right. And it's usually, uh, you know, uh, adults mm -hmm. who have Jeeps or Razors or Bouncers, you know, and they and they call them toys. And, and what I have said in the past is, you know, I have uh, $5,000 worth of RC car, yeah. uh, two of them, sitting on the bench downstairs ready to rock, ready ready to go. In fact, uh, uh, Stephen Rogers, who you, you interviewed not long ago mm -hmm. from Rogers Racing, is going to be racing one of them at Flat Nasty here coming uh, in July, mid-July. Yeah. So um, toys can be, you know, you, you can put the spin on the word toy in a lot of ways, but... I say that your bouncer, your Jeep, your Razor, mm -hmm. those are toys too, are, are they not? That's the exact you know? argument I was about to make for you. Yeah, yeah. So um, so we, we've had that debate. My, my vision uh, with all of this was the RC community as a whole has a bunch of wings to it, the way I envision it. And what you were talking about with your Jeep is the RC crawler world of that and and there's there's different uh doorways and and hallways that you can go down in that crawler world some people are more scale oriented where they want you to take a picture of it and fool people to think that it is an actual you know they've got sleeping bags in the back and spare tires and they paint them all rusty looking and junk you know, and that's cool, man. That's awesome. Uh, but th but that wasn't me. Yeah. My what I was into was rock bouncers. Mm -hmm. uh, so when when you say bashers, you know, yeah, I guess you could say that we're out there bashing, but it's a controlled bashing, Certainly. and that's why I say that rock bouncing is its own wing. Yeah. It's got to be its own thing. It you can't, um, you know. And there's a big debate right now about scale versus what we're doing mm -hmm. uh, in the NRRA, the actual racing of it, mm -hmm. you know, uh, me personally, I don't really care if my car has an interior mm -hmm. or my, my stuff is all business, yeah. but some guys have got to have, you know, their ISP seats and their uh, LS motor right. and their full interior. They've got to have all that stuff. So, you know, I'm not saying that they can't coexist, I'm just saying that the bottom line is is that we are rock bouncer racing. Mm -hmm. We're just doing it on a tenth scale. And and what know? he's referencing with the interior is, you know, uh, I really encourage you to go and just search. Uh, I think if you search Scale Guild or, or um, Scale um, Builders Guild, is that right? Yeah, yeah, um, he's amazing. He does amazing work. He's yeah, that, that, that's one particular guy who literally, I mean. Just to the T, you know, he's got a full-blown interior. He's got, you know, typically action figures that turn their head with the with the steering direction, um, you know, miniature axes, things like that. Like it really is a really amazing um, art, and, and it, it just is really neat. But typically, those vehicles are designed to um, kind of mimic trail rigs, where they go a little bit slower, more technical. 
um, it really does kind of fool the eye into, into uh, really looking like a, a real trail rig that's out there and it's designed to go rock crawling. Um, and there's a big distinguishing factor between uh, what I would consider, I don't even know the right word to describe it, we'll, we'll call it rock bouncing uh, and we'll include razors, um, RC and the full size bouncers all in that. Um, yep. You know, if you go out and you're, you're in a full size rig and you're, and you're rock crawling, uh, typically slower speeds, you're out trail riding, just kind of enjoying the afternoon. To me, it's a lot less of a kind of beat down, like I'm going to make it to the top mentality. Um, you're more out there to stay in the technical stuff, stay in things like that. Um, and, and then you kind of cross over into this purpose-built rig. And, and that's the whole argument, you know, when rock bouncers first came on the scene, you know, and and uh, razor buggies and things like that. You got into this arg, you know, kind of argument with people like, oh, well, why would you build a car like that? Why would you do this? And why does it look the way it looks? It doesn't have storage. It's not comfortable. And it really is because it's designed for a certain purpose. And that purpose is essentially drag racing up a hill. Who can make it from the bottom to the top the fastest? You know, point A to point B. And uh, it. it, it it is a. I've seen the debates online, and and it's 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 hilarious to me that you know people want to argue about stuff like that. But um, the 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 one tenth scale can do everything a full size bouncer can do on a on the scale side. So when you go see a full size bouncer and you see the hills that they climb and the straight up and the momentum and the power, um, that is matched in scale by these little by by the RC cars um, because. They've got huge motors um, for the size. They go, they go pretty, pretty darn quick. Uh, they do everything, and it, and it really is impressive. But like Nick said earlier, the most enlightening, the most eye-catching, the most you know engaging thing is when somebody hands you that controller to an RC bouncer, and you put the, you know, you put, you pull the trigger a little bit, and that thing just rips the ground up and goes, and it's, and you got some power behind it. That right there, and whenever you hit your first hill, it's like, what am I doing wrong? Like, where did yeah. I go wrong? How did I not know about this? Why was I not involved in this well, earlier? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's a huge thing. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. and, and uh, so, so one thing I, I, I want to, like, the point of this podcast, in my opinion, for me, is not only to shed light and get a little bit more experience about how to get into it, what to buy, you know, if people are interested in it, but just go and ask someone who has one, hey, can I drive it around the parking lot? Can I go drive it up this little grass hill? Can I take it up a hill? Um, you'll be hooked, and you'll have one, because that's exactly what happened to me. Yep. yep. So, and you don't have to spend a fortune. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. You don't. I, I, I've got a build right now that uh, I did a build uh, series on on my YouTube channel, and um, it was a $500 rig, but it was race ready. It yeah. is. It is locked and loaded, ready to go, yep. you know, um, so it can be done, and, uh, or if you want to get serious, you can spend thousands of dollars, yeah. and, and, uh, and really tear it up, so, um, yeah. So, one thing I want to talk about is, is, you know, okay, um, I'm someone, I'm, I'm, I've gotten behind the wheel of one, uh, you know, I don't know what to buy, so I go online, I type in remote control rock crawler, um, the brands that come up are probably going to be Axial first, um, Viterra is another good one, and then you'll get Traxxas and, and a few others. But those are the those are the three that I kind of want to focus on because those seem, in my opinion, to be the most prevalent and um, kind of well well known. Those are the most well known. Um, you know, would you run through 
Axial for us, and then Viterra, and then and then Traxxas. Um, sure, absolutely. Because um, go ahead. And and I'm glad that you're bringing this up too, because this is part of the uh, rule set on the NRRA page, okay. National Rock Racing Association page. Uh, if you do want to join in on a race, um, there are there's a list of examples of acceptable vehicles, and here are some of them. Uh, and, and first, before I start, I hope that one day that someone from Axial or Traxxas or Red Cat or Viterra or somebody is listening to this, this RC rock bouncing sport, we, we haven't even scratched the surface yet. So if you want to yes. be ahead of the game, uh, I would look into a purpose-built uh, rock bouncer, just like you built, just like Axial built for mm -hmm. the bomber. Yep. That they knocked it out of the park with that. That was an amazing rig. Uh, and then Traxxas uh, and uh, others have built other rigs that are along the same line. So I challenge those guys to uh, to be the first. Yeah. You know, and and because if if one of those guys hops on board, you better bet we're going to be in the limelight. It's so, gonna it's gonna blow up quick. So this was one so, of my one of my little. Uh, this was something I was going to say for the end of the show, and I'll, I'll say it now. Um, I do have a connection to Axial who is open to listen, yeah. listening. So I'm going to send all of this out there, and when you get this, I hope you enjoy the episode. I hope it's good for you. I hope you are listening because the demand is here. Um, so I have a connection there, and uh, I plan on getting this sent over to him because, uh, especially with the analytics on the episode, and kind of send some information over from you um, because. I agree with you. Uh, if 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 someone it doesn't have to, it, my preference is axial. But if somebody gets on board and designs one of these right out of the box, um, there's the piggy bank. You've hit a gold mine. Yes, absolutely. There there's going to be people that come behind me, and mm -hmm. they're going to be interviewed by uh, another Jesse with another podcast or TV show or show on YouTube or something. Mm -hmm. And if if that Jesse asks the new me. Uh, what RC cars do you recommend people go if they want to go out and start racing right away? Mm -hmm. And right now, I'm going to list off some rigs, but not one of them is a bouncer. Right. So if in the future, a bouncer can be listed off on that list to start the list, oh, I would recommend X bouncer from X company, then there you go. Yep. I mean, you know, yeah. one and done. So um, so back, back to the initial question, unless... I don't want to jump ahead of you. No, no, you're good. So okay. back, back to so, so tell yeah. us about Axial first. What you know? Okay, okay, I'm someone. I've clicked on Axial's webpage. Um, I see the couple options of vehicles they offer. Um, what are the differences, yep. and you know, kind of what are the purposes behind them, uh, and and what can I do with each one? Absolutely. So if you've been paying attention at all to rock racing, whether it be U4 or rock bouncing, uh, trailing arm suspension is where it's at. Okay, mm -hmm. so the only axial rig that is uh, that comes with trailing arms is the RR10 bomber, uh, which was replicated after Randy Slauson's uh, bomber from I forget the year. I, I forget when it came out. Is mm -hmm. circa 2014, 15, 16 ish, right around there. Yeah. So uh, that is the only trailing arm rig that axial. Uh, offers uh, because and, and i'm not going to mention the yeti mm -hmm. because the yeti is discontinued yes uh yep. okay so you can still find a yeti and it is a trailing arm rig but it is an also it's also an ifs rig mm -hmm. independent front suspension rig so that's something to consider as well yeah we'll, we'll talk um, about that later <laughs> 
next on down the line would be the Axial Wraith. And that's where I started with. Uh, the Axial Wraith has been around forever. It's got four-link front rear coilovers. Um, it is, it's not a trailing arm rig, but uh, still. Um, and it's got a ton of aftermarket support. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could buy an Axial Wraith and put it on trailing arms. RC Command offers a trailing arm kit for the Axial Wraith. Um, and many others, many more do, many more do. I'm not trying to do a shameless plug there, but no, many man, more do. No, man, do your shameless you know. plug. This is your episode. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah, lots of aftermarket support and tons of killer builds of these little buggies. So uh, the Axial Wraith, uh, Cutter Sorensen actually runs an Axial Wraith. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, um, they are already available and they're still out there. They've been around the longest out of all the axial rigs they are the, the um, tried and true um version of the, the the platform and one thing i want to mention too about the about the rr10 bomber and about the wraith is um like he mentioned the wraith is a four link system um the the belly skid plates on them the, where the suspension actually links up to um is it the same i can't remember if it's the same or if it's slightly different is the bomber uh yes so the the wraith and the bomber share the same uh, skid. The only difference is, is in the bomber they flipped the transmission. Right. So the transmission is, is backwards. Now uh, there are companies out there like uh, Death Metal Garage, Jerry over at Death Metal Garage. They make components that allow you to flip it back over mm-hmm. and run your Wraith transmission. Okay. So yeah. And the difference between that transmission is is essentially exactly what he said. It's going to be on the other side. Your your drive shafts are going to come come at a different angle. Um, but the cool thing is that uh, the from the skid plate forward, um, the Wraith and the Bomber are the same, correct? Pretty much, yeah. I, 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 I'm pretty sure that you're right, yep. And, and that allows you, so I, I actually had a Wraith, and I took all of my Wraith parts from the front forward and put them on my Bomber, and that included like stainless steel links and... Uh, it, yep. It's so cool what you can do with these cars because I put in, you know, an overdrive in the front. Had uh, I have incision knuckles, uh, Vanquish knuckles. I'm sorry, and then uh, yep. and then incision steering. Everything was just a plug and play straight from my Wraith. So the opportunity to kind of my point here, the opportunity to kind of mix and match parts, um, yep. something that may be designed for a Wraith. And, and by now, most providers will have that synced up, whether or not it'll fit a certain vehicle or not. But um, some of the axles, like the axle housings, things like that, width are reusable from platform to platform. Uh, and even cross-platform stuff, like um, putting axles on different vehicles, kind of generate you know neat things that you can build. Uh, and and, and uh, that's, that's, I'll save that for later, but uh, I wanted to point out that there are some crossovers between um, links and, and driving and things like that that you can do with those two vehicles. They nailed it. Did with well. the bomber. Yeah. yeah, they did. Yep. Yeah. Um, anyways, back to you. Were, you had just finished speaking about the wraith, uh, about the yep. four link, and um, one thing else I want to mention too is with trailing arm suspension, more than likely, if you're going to run a powerful system electronic wise, you will need a sway bar. Um, yes. <laughs> just just like just like on full size bouncers, um, you pretty much mimic everything that you see on a full size bouncer. You got to bring it yeah. down to the one tenth scale as well. 
That's just so true too, and and they all function the same. It's so cool. Yeah, you know, it I, is. I'm I'm such a nerd when it comes to, um, you know, uh, four link geometry yeah. and shock position. Uh, you know, and and I could I could talk about it all day long. I could I dream about it sometimes. You know, it's yeah. uh, it, it sometimes it might get a little carried away, but but um, it's it's very interesting, and and I love to design it go out beat on it like it or not like it and come it back and make it better i heard uh in tim Sorensen's, um tim Sorensen mentioned timmy Cameron told him one time it can always be better yeah i totally believe that i totally believe that yep yep and i think again that's what makes tim what, what makes tim so good <laughs> everything yep. changes and it always seems to change better but, uh, Absolutely. What are what are some of the other platforms that Axial offers that may not be applicable or are applicable to the uh, rock dancing? So, the smaller versions, the SCX102 platforms and SCX10, uh, they are. Uh, I've, I've, we actually had a guy win in Texas who was running SCX102 axles. That was the only thing that was SCX10. It was just a narrow uh, axle. They they were sick uh, mm-hmm. F9s from Vanquish, you know, um, Curry Curry uh, um, licensed F9s. Mm-hmm. They're just so, replicas but, of that Curry housing, which is just the coolest correct. thing ever. Yeah, yeah. It's, but it's a it's a true third member dropout. It's it's pretty sick. So um, yeah, we had a guy win with those axles, and and, and if if you've got a full on bouncer but you're running those axles you're absolutely allowed in we the the goal is is to replicate what the one-to-one bouncers are uh, are are doing and so we want our racers our drivers to have buggies that look like them yeah um you know and that's why we choose the bomber or the wraith uh even the yeti you know yeah yeah so you mentioned that the yeti was discontinued um, I know that Axial currently offers uh, the SMT10, which is their monster truck. Um, did you want to speak about that at all? Yeah, so uh, I know some guys that are taking uh, um, Cash LaCroix, actually, is running a, a 110 scale version of Standback, uh, Timmy Cameron's buggy uh, that he started 2018 with. Right. And he's actually using SMT10, uh, the drivetrain because uh, it's leading arm yeah. that that truck is leading arm and stand back was leading arm yeah. and it's trailing arm and, and stand back was trailing arm um rear steer i mean the thing is sick so um so again if you were utilizing parts like that like you mentioned with axial being able to swap and use parts uh you know you're at, that's absolutely what we're looking for. Absolutely, yeah. you know, if if it looks like a, a rock bouncer, that's absolutely what we're looking for. That's awesome, man. Um, now, yeah. does yeah. Axial offer any other platforms right now? Not that I'm tracking. Now they went through a, a sale. Uh, I believe it was Tower Obbies that, that bought them. Uh-huh. Um, so I I don't know if they're going through some growing pains or not. I'm not going to speak on that. I, yeah. I'm not privy to it. But uh, um, but, yeah, nothing. Nothing on the racer side of it that I'm tracking. Yeah, and they, they do, yeah. they actually just, I think last week came out with, or a week before, came out with a Unimog crawler yeah, that uses yeah. the SCX10 axles. Pretty much the same right. thing, just a different body. Um, yeah. I wasn't that yeah. interested in it. Um, no, you know. th- that's a good, you, you had talked.
talked about the group, or, or like I said, the wing of crawlers. Yeah. You know, those guys that are just, you know, maybe they can't afford or, or can't uh, have a, a Unimog at this point, but they'd love to have one. Yeah. You know, so they, they buy uh, people that are into models, too. Yeah. Like, that's that's that kind of, that side. But, man, I tell you what, that's just too slow for me. Yeah, I, no, know, I understand I, I used to jump out of airplanes and kill terrorists for a living. Like, I, you know what I mean? I don't, yeah. that's, that's too slow. I don't have the patience for that. My blood pressure would go through the roof. No, I understand. So, um, that wraps up Axial and, and I'll give a shameless plug here for Axial. Um, I much prefer their equipment to everything else on the market. <laughs> I, I really do. Their chassis, their designs, they just, they really work and they're the right size. They're the right yep. size. So uh, that leads us to Vatera. Um, what yep. what platform does Vatera have that's pretty good? Well, the only one that I'm really tracking is the Twin Hammers. Mm -hmm. um, that is more like a desert racer type buggy. It's an independent front suspension, uh, solid axle rear, but it does have trailing arms. And it comes in a 1.9. We haven't really talked about tire size yet. Right. Um, in the NRRA, we have a 6-inch tire size limit so the tires can't be taller than six inches mm -hmm. so most of those fall into the category of 2.2 right. is this is the tire size it's actually the wheel size but it's what the tire goes around mm -hmm. so most of you know the the biggest in the 2.2 are right around six inches if you go down to one nine you're losing uh on some tires you're you're losing a couple of inches mm -hmm. um and when I go to these races and I build these hills, man, I don't build them for one nines. If you're running one nines, <laughs> that's on you. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? I build them for, you know, so it, so I pre-run every hill. And if I can make the hill, whether I'm crawling it or fumbling around or whatever, then y'all can make it. Yeah. So that's, that's the rule that I go by. And I build my hills for 2.2s because that's what I run. Yep. Yep. I think that that's smart, too. Um uh, a lot of the crawler guys will run the 1.9 because the 1.9 does look look more scale with like the SCX10 being a little bit more narrow. Agreed. Agreed. Um, but the the Wraith and the Bomber um, they come stock with that 2.2 bigger tire and wheel size. Um, they're they're built to scale that where it matches better. Um, I I really I personally have have no complaints. I've run 2.2. I've run 1.9. It just depends, you know. One thing I always say to people is, where are you going to be able to run this thing? If you're going to be able to run it at an off-road park, get yourself a 2.2 because the actual terrain will be rougher. It'll be, you know, you'll have longer hills, steeper hills, and a 2.2, it's just going to outperform a 1.9 every single day of the week. Like, no comparisons. But if you have, you know, oh, I've got a creek in my backyard or I've got a local park next to my house and, you know, I don't have the biggest rocks in the world or I don't have... Um, a ton of space to build a course, things like that. Um, the 1.9 typically will be in a, it, it'll just be a tighter package. It'll still be a one nine or one tenth scale, but it'll just all be a little bit tighter, a little bit more, you know, maneuverable in the sense of it doesn't, you don't have to have as long of hills, you don't have to have as big of rocks to get out there and be challenged. Um, so that's something I always push. If you're in a limited space area, um, or don't plan on make you know racing for the events and things like that, you just want to go out, kick around, have have a good time in your backyard. Um, that's in my opinion where 1.9 really shines. Because uh, when you have that 2.2, you got to find hill like you'll just blow through everything. You'll be like, all right, well, what's next? 
Yeah. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because the guy that won in Texas uh, with the SCX-10 axles mm -hmm. will argue that it makes it more challenging. It's harder with the 1.9 yes. going with a smaller tire. And I totally agree. Yeah, I agree. But again, you're... You know, you're going to come up. There's going to be obstacles that you're just not going to be able to make. Right. Uh, right. And it's and it's a because it's a physical impossibility yep. because you're too small. Yep. So that's that's my only argument. Is it legal? Absolutely, man. If you want to run uh, a one five five or one of those tiny yeah. little tires, absolutely, man. Come on now, you'll get a go on my hill. But, uh, <laughs> I, I, but the, if, a good way to know, equate it is like: Would you rather run thirty sevens or would you rather run forty fours? You know, that's exactly. Kind of, kind yep. of how I look at it. Absolutely. So yep. you can do more, but there's. Uh, you know, there's a cost at it. You'll lose power, things like that. But, you know, if your rig's built for running 2.2 and run that 44 style, um, you'll definitely see the benefits of it. Yep. Um, so we talked right. about the Viterra. Um, I've personally never run a Viterra. Uh, it, it just seems a little smaller. You, you did mention that it is kind of built around that 1.9 style. Um, they look good. I'll say that. Yep. Sure. Um, but one thing that I do have beef with is that the front end in the twin hammers is not locked. Uh, it's not, it does not have a lock differential. Yeah, neither does uh, the Yeti or the um, the Ray, the Baja, or the uh, the Rock Ray. Either yeah. From uh, yeah, yeah. And that's so, that's a Horizon vehicle, right? Uh, let's see. The um, Losi is Losi. Thank Losi. you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we we talked about the twin hammers. Um, Twin hammers is cool. Uh, YouTube is your best friend. Being able to find out videos of these things running, so you can kind of get an idea of what what challenges them and how they look when they're running, and how you have to drive them to get over stuff. Um, yeah, for but, sure. But Traxxas. Um, when I, whenever I hear Traxxas, I think of some cheap toys and some kid with an Emacs going 90 miles an hour that's going to run into my ankles. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And and honestly, that's all they got, Jesse. I, I honest, I, I'm. Really, I don't know. Besides the UDR, their new eight scale mm -hmm. desert racer, eight, like six S or eight S capable, yeah. huge motor, super fast, dual shocks, front and rear, mm -hmm. trailing arms, all that stuff. I mean, that's the only that's the only thing that I can tell you about that's that might be race ready. That's not a basher like you, yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and, yeah. and there's a there's a big distinguishing factor when you say you know. I, I say basher because I treated personally. I treated my bomber like it had no life. It had no tomorrow. So sure. I got out there and yeah. ran it till till it caught on fire. Um, yeah. But but uh, the you'll definitely see a difference between you know kind of that uh, what is the what is the the slash? That's what I'm thinking of. A slash yeah. is just built to get out there and just destroy, and it can't climb. It's low to the ground. It's got no differential lock. It's got. It's just not designed for that purpose. Um, but it's yep. got a lot of power. It'll go fast on the road. Yep. You know those basher type cars are for you know the dude perfect guys yep. or the guys that just want to see how far they can launch an RC car off a roof or yep. whatever. You know what I mean? Like yep. there's no purpose to that. That's why I told you earlier that rock bouncing is more like you know bashing with a purpose. Yeah. I, no, I I fully yeah. agree. I fully agree. Yeah. Um, so now we've talked about the stock platforms. Um, I want to talk about the the current setup that you have. You know, if you had to, you said you started off a Wraith. Um, I want to I want to hear. You know, if you're building your perfect car to come out and compete with you guys, um, where do you start? What are you buying? What brands are good? What brands are crap? And uh, what would you do? 
Sure, man. You know, this is great. I, I never get the opportunity. Nobody's really ever asked me this. So um, if, if I had uh, a shopping cart and I could go out to the Internet and, and uh, contact my favorite, you know, uh, retailers or my favorite builders, you know, um, I would, first of all, we got to start with the chassis. we got to yep. start somewhere. So I would go to one of the, you know, one of the better builders out there. I mentioned Jerry at Death Metal Garage. Uh, Sam Doobie up in Canada is producing some insane chassis. Actually, uh, he and some of his friends are going to be coming down to the Mountain Mud Run in awesome. Warren, New Hampshire in about two weeks uh, to give uh, give us Southerners some, uh, uh, give us a run for our money. Yeah. At the, uh, yeah, we're having a big event out there called King of the, King of the Hill RC Bouncer Race. Um, so I, I would pick a, a builder like Sam and uh, I would devise a chassis that incorporated uh, dual shocks. Um, and, and my design with this is uh, usually my um, coil, my coil over is going to pretty much just the only job it has is to hold up the weight of the buggy. Mm-hmm. Okay, my, my next shock would be... Uh, something with a reservoir so um it would help with uh dampening and stuff because you know we can have a lot of shock a lot of movement Mm -hmm. uh to aerate that oil and stuff it all happens just like in the big in the you know one-to-one vehicles Mm -hmm. so um that shock would be tuned to all its its only job was to dampen you know, uh, dampen the suspension. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would definitely be on trailing arms. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't mind, it, uh, you know, toss out some. You know, you're you're talking the high end, top of the line parts. Um, sure. Toss out some prices for me on on chassis and things like that, because I'm sure you get it all the time. There's a post on Facebook circulating right now about chassis builders and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. What would what would that chassis cost you if you got it from exactly who you wanted it and say? You know, it was a it was a very well designed. You know exactly what you want a chassis. What's that going to run you? I'm going to say between four hundred and four hundred fifty bucks. That's not bad at all. No, it's really yeah. not. It's not. Now you can go out to the you can go out to the hobby shop and buy a, a a bomber for that. Right. A whole bomber, complete, ready to go. I'm talking. We're talking just the chassis, man. Yeah. We're not. We haven't added nothing yet. Yep. Not one nut or screw. I, yeah. I have seen guys online asking uh, anywhere from a thousand to fifteen hundred. I think uh, you know Emory Works is. I've seen quotes from six hundred to fifteen hundred from that guy. Yeah, and he does yeah. good work. Gotta, he does, and you got to remember that Emory Works is replicating what's already out there. Right. Emory Works. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that he's probably built buggies that don't exist. Mm-hmm. You know, from his own brain. But to me, that's too easy. True. And I'm not trying to. I'm not knocking Emory Works. Emory yeah. Works does amazing work. He does. Yeah. But. To me, I want something that comes from my brain, yeah. or or uh, someone like Sam Doobie, who I see his work and uh, I, I like his design, and I say I give you creative, uh, you know, freedom to to build and to design whatever you'd like. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, I I, I definitely dig the uh, like again, um, Cash Corey's stand back mm-hmm. chassis. Is the you know that came out this year just amazing? It, it looks it looks just like the real thing. Yeah, it does. You know? It does. It okay, does. so we're at four four fifty for the chassis. Um, you yep. got you have your coilovers and your reservoir. Um, yep. what, do you, what do you think for shocks total? 
250. 250, okay. So we're, we're at 650 right now, and, and I know people listening are probably like, man, that's nuts. You could get something crazy. But what I'm, yeah. what I'm trying to articulate <laughs> is that yeah. this is a very serious, like, this is it. It can be. It, this, is this is it, is man. It. When you're going out yep. and competing, this is, uh, this is it. And, and just like you'd spend, you know, five grand on the chassis for your razor and only God knows how much on a bouncer chassis. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, this is, it's, it's all scaled down. Yeah. <laughs> the price is really scaled is. down too. <laughs> yep. But, uh, but anyways, so you've got a chassis, you've got shocks. Uh, what's next for you? Uh, so let's attach them to some purpose built bomb proof axles. Okay. Uh, and, uh, we can go, to, I'd probably go to Vanquish because I definitely recommend uh, a metal housing yep. where most of your out-of-the-box RCs are going to come with plastic housings. Um, metal housings are usually aluminum, but they do come. There are some Chinese versions that you can get that are full steel. They're a little heavier. Mm-hmm. keeps that weight down low. Um, and if we fill those with, I'm talking hardened helical gears, uh um, larger uh, five millimeter axle shafts from Vanquish, uh, which I run the RCB licensed uh, Vanquish axle uh, axle shafts, and they have the orange bell, just like the RCB does. It's it's uh, very very cool. Um, uh, knuckles, like you had talked about, the probably the same Vanquish knuckles that you were talking about in C's and. Uh, add to that your, you know, your steering, um, uh, you know, tie rod and drag link. You know, we're, we're probably at, um, I'm going to say 350. Mm-hmm. You know, 350 for a, a built uh, axle. Well, that's one. So yep. 700 bucks for for two axles. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. So we've got axles. Uh, we've got. Uh, does that include suspension links? No. Okay. <laughs> no. So we've yeah. got we've got axles, we've got shocks, yeah. we've got chassis. Uh, I'm Nothing assuming to attach it to the chassis yet. Yeah. I'm assuming Vanquish yeah. for the for the links. Yeah. Um. I I like to make my own links. Yeah. And the only here's my only reason why. You know how the Vanquish links are bent. Yes. Um. And they are bent for a reason. The upper the left upper link does have to be bent. Uh. To um, clear the drive shaft. However, if you, what I do is I machine my own links. I build my own links, mm-hmm. and they're straight because on a one-to-one bouncer, on a real bouncer, they're straight. Right. So I will uh, machine my own links, and what I do is that's this, this link geometry that I was talking to you about. Mm-hmm. I can uh, um, I can make the link geometry so the drive shaft is at an angle that passes that that uh, clears that upper drive that upper. Um, suspension link right so yeah 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 so, and that's that's one thing too is like even the process of just building this stuff is really fun because i actually build my own links out of like not as i build it out of threaded uh threaded pipe or yep. threaded rod um, yep, cheap absolutely. easy and it lets yep. you kind of get the fun of doing it um absolutely. so we've got your suspension links chassis uh coils things like that axles yep. uh only thing really left is your power plant and tires and yep. wheels Yes, sir. So we can go with a um, uh, no doubt 2.2 Interco license Super Swamper TSL SX Sticky. No, that's a mouthful, I know, but that is the staple 
for rock bouncing. Yep. Uh, and we can actually run that tire. I've got t- I've got those tires with that Tennessee cut on them right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they look awesome. They, they look do. exactly the part. And they perform just as well. And they do. Yeah, absolutely. They've got a GA compound from Proline, uh, and they are no doubt sticky. Absolutely. So uh, one thing that people don't understand is, you know, you have a tire, and normally in a full-size tire you run air. Um, in RC tires, you actually run foams. And you do. The foam is probably the part that's the most overlooked when it comes to tire wheels and things like that. Because, you know, uh, there's a company out there called Crawler Innovations. They, in my opinion, offer a really good um, kind of one-stop shop. And they offer a dual-stage foam, which means the outer portion is a little softer. And as the tire crunches in, you hit the harder foam. And it really replicates having, like, a low PSI in your tire. Um, it does. That's a really neat. And, and uh, I personally, in my 2.2 XL Proline Super Swampers I run on my Bomber, um, I've got single stage, uh, so I, I did something a little unique. I have single stage foam in there, but it's the XL foam, and I actually flipped the Super Swampers over and trimmed the carcass a little bit on the inside okay. to actually yeah. take some out of the tire, and also I minor Tennessee cut as well. So the yeah. actual tire itself has almost no like uh, structure to it, I guess is the right way to say it. Yep, <laughs> so absolutely. it's extremely flimsy. Yep. Yeah, exactly. If you yep. were to crush it, it doesn't doesn't pop back to tire shape. It doesn't doesn't look right. So having yep. that little bit of dense foam has helped me. Um, but what would you run? So uh, it's uh, you took the words right out of my mouth, man. Crawler <laughs> Innovations. I uh, I met with um, the guys from Crawler Innovations, Eddie over at Crawler Innovations in Texas. Uh, they came out and watched our first ever live uh, RC bouncer race loved it uh, his son loved it and um, so they actually manufactured a heavy duty so you you've got that single stage foam it's it, it's mm-hmm. quite stiff right they actually manufactured a a stiffer uh, foam that's single stage, okay? And what his recommendation to the rock bouncers was is that you run that uh, stiffer foam on the back because we're climbing hills, mm-hmm. right? So all the weight's going to be on the back and the so- and the gray single stage or softer single stage foam on the front to allow for a little bit of impact, uh, you know, but still keep that fo- form. Uh, one thing uh, for listeners, if, if you do... Uh, leave here. Uh, I hope you do. You go here. Leave here. Go watch any of the high octane films or Mad Ram Eleven videos of our uh, RC bouncer races this year. Mm-hmm. You'll see some of the bouncers when they roll over and they're trying to correct themselves. Their tires uh, actually spin out and uh, in, in the shape of like a frisbee. Yep. Uh, those guys are not running the proper foams. That's mm-hmm. why it's doing that. Mm-hmm. So th- that's the point where. Uh, real bouncers will run either air in their tires or the tire balls, mm-hmm. uh, okay? Um, that keeps the shape of the tire. So that's what we're trying to do with the foams. Yep. And and one thing, too, and I want to I save someone some trouble out there. Uh, with the stock bomber, you'll get a set of uh, BFG KR2 or, K- or KR3. Um, basically, they're, they're Ultra 4 tire uh, yep. lookalikes, and you'll get stock foams. The axial stock foams, they are okay at best, and... Um, what I chose to do was I actually cut the carcass on the 
the axial tire that comes with it and I trimmed the foam in the tire and actually made cuts in the in the foam itself and that tire I use only for a rock crawling vehicle now and it is like running three psi you got nothing yeah. nothing to it so i went a little overboard i would say be very careful if you're going to choose to do that with stock foams and stock tires things like that um just you know maybe less is more when it comes to changes and if you need more go back and make it a second time um learn from my mistake <laughs> yeah definitely yeah yep. uh, so we got uh, what wheels would you use so right now um the only company that really uh, has the the XL the sticky XL the tire that I run uh, has a thicker lip on the inside of the tire and it makes it difficult for most wheels uh, because we're running double bead locks mm-hmm. um, if it makes it difficult to pinch that lip okay so um, SSD came out with a wider version of their rim and a, a special ring that helps with that lip. SSD, uh, SSD RC is a company, and they're actually based out of Europe. So, um, but a lot of the American hobby shops around here, uh, RPP Hobby, uh, guys like that, will carry the SSD, SSD parts. Yep, and their SSD does great work too. Um, yep. I, I actually like their, they have a, like a, is it a 12 or 14 bolt housing that they have a knockoff of? Uh, and yeah. it looks, it looks, yeah. really, it looks really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I just put one of those, uh, I just built a buggy for Joe Pierce, the main maniac. And I put one of those in the back. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They're super, they're really neat looking. Um, the scale world yep. is just awesome. And now that the scale world is kind of following the bouncers, um, yeah. in, in the more hardcore kind of, uh, you know, purpose built rigs. Uh, yeah. it's, it's been really neat to see that because the Ultra 4 style cars are also coming along too. Yep. Um, so I guess the only thing left we have is probably the most important part, and that is going to be power plant. What yeah, you, so, so you I so, can nerd out on this all yeah, day. Yeah, so will you um, explain to me what, what is an ESC, and I mean, break that down, and what is, a, what is a motor, what are the differences between sensored, brushed, brushless, things like that? Yeah, so uh, in... Just to make it simple, the ESC is the brains of the operation, okay? It takes all the input from your controller uh, and um, input from the motor, okay, uh, because we're running what's called a censored system. Um, and again, I, I could, we could really get deep into this, but yeah. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to just break it down real easy. Yeah, and, um, and ESC stands for Electronic Speed Controller. Correct. That's correct. Yep. Um, so... The electronic speed controller will be directly connected to the electric motor, okay? Uh, It takes its power from a LiPo battery, and starting from the battery uh, going into the ESC, you can run uh, a 2S all the way up to, I wouldn't go more than a 4S. And um, a 2S, you're saying saying a 2-cell LiPo battery. 2-cell, correct. And a 4-cell. Right, and again, we can get deep into this. I mean, we could have a whole other show just on electronics, <laughs> but but uh, um, so so two S is like you know you're just getting started, but you're going to outgrow two S real quick. Yeah. I, I honestly wouldn't even start with two S. If I could go back and do it all over again, uh, I would buy three S batteries to start with. Um, because you can outgrow a 3S, and once you go to 4S, that's when you're serious. That's yeah. when you better have spare axle shafts, spare ring and pinions. You're going to break stuff. Which um, is which is amazing because I've run a 2S the entire time I've had RC cars, 
and my I, I run a, a 50C 5000 uh, 2S, and yep. that thing's got some juice. So I can yep. only imagine having something with more cells. Yeah, uh, I run uh, 5000 50C uh, um, 3S, and I can go for hours. That's amazing. And yeah, it's crazy. And, and just for the listeners, what we're saying, when we say 5,000, 5,000 MAH, that is kind of like the gas tank size. That's a 20-gallon 20, 20 fuel cell, if you will, 25-gallon fuel cell, okay? And then when he says 45C or 50C, that's the output of the battery. So the higher that number is, the higher output you're going to have, which means the battery could last less if depending on how you drive, mm-hmm. but it's also going to be more fun. Right, and, and the way, the, exactly how you just said it, the way I've always heard it is, imagine a juice box, your battery is a juice box, and, you know, if your juice box holds 5,000 drops of water, um, you're going to get more drops of water than 3,000, but the C number is essentially how big is your straw that you can pull it out of. If I have a 50 yes. C, that's going to be a bigger straw, and if I have a 25 C, it's going to be a smaller straw, so I'll only be able to pull out so much more at a time. Yes, Correct. Perfect. Yep, perfect. that's a good that's a good analogy. Yeah. So sure. back to back to motor and ESC. I'm sorry. So we're going from the, the battery to the ESC. Um, I strongly recommend a Castle product called the Mamba X. Uh, the Mamba X is their latest um, brainchild of Castle's, uh, you know, uh, electronic speed controllers, and. Um, <laughs> It's it's got a um, it's got an inboard BEC, which is basically a capacitor that holds energy. So components like your steering servo uh, and even your you know or your lighting system or whatever you're running, whatever extras that you're running, um, doesn't lose power. So it's got an internal 10 amp BEC, which is awesome because yeah. that saves you twenty or twenty five dollars right there. Yep. I have okay. an external and had to wire it in a different way and it sucks. Yep. Yes, exactly. So this one's got internal. Now here's the here's the I'm gonna jump to the cool part because it's my favorite. I can actually I, I've added a component that Castle created called um, B Link. Okay, and what it does is it goes in line from your um, receiver and uh, let's see, does it go in line to the receiver? I have to look that up. It, it, it's in line to the B, to the ESC, and I can actually, it, um, it's Bluetooth capable. Okay, so I'm out on the race hill. I'm testing, I'm, I'm testing and tuning. I'm getting my buggy ready to go, and I'm saying, you know, maybe I don't need, I, I, maybe I need to back it off a little bit. I don't need that much wheel speed. Maybe I need more wheel speed. I can get into my ESC on my iPhone and change uh, settings. That's amazing. Right. It's, I mean, uh, you know, amazing. yeah. So uh, here, real quick here, a testimony, uh, you know, I walk through the pits of all these races. I love seeing this stuff. You know, guys like Matt Schussler are in there. They've got their laptop that is plugged into their computer of their buggy. I mean, Matt's pushing a thousand horsepower or more in his rig. You know, he's tuning, he's changing stuff. And I'm doing the same thing on my RC car. Same thing. That's awesome. So, it, it's pretty amazing. I can control uh, my throttle curve, my brake curve, my reverse curve, uh, all that stuff. It, it's it's unbelievable. That's nice because my my system will offers that support, but I've got to plug everything up to a computer. So uh, it's nice yep. that you can do that on your phone. Yep, that's all with the Mamba X. 
So you've got the yep. Mamba X electronic speed controller, which is wired uh, with really handy, easy to remove uh, connectors to your yep. motor. Um, what is your yep. motor going to do for you? So in RC, we don't have horsepower, we have KV. Uh, and uh, depending on how much your rig weighs, depending on the suspension you're running, there's a lot of things to, to uh, determine how big of a motor that you go with. But uh, obviously, the higher KV motor you have, the more power you're going to be pushing. So, uh, in my race rig, I run a 4600 KV motor. That's pretty much uh, as big as it comes for packages coming from Castle. Now, you can jump up. That's a one-tenth size motor. That's about as big as it gets. Now, you can jump up to 8th scale, which is for those UDR type, those bigger rigs, mm -hmm. all right, and and jump up to damn near 10,000 kV, <laughs> uh, which is just silly at that point. I mean, let's be honest, you know, the, the purpose is to get to the hill. When you're talking about wheel speed that much, you're just blowing the tire off the, off the pave, off, you know, the terrain anyway. Mm -hmm. You're not getting any traction. Right. You know, so. Yeah, that's I'm a good, all about really matching good components to the build, you know, and sometimes you don't need that much kV and sometimes you do. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, is there is there a certain brand that you would like to run? Uh, I, I only run Castle in my buggies, but uh, again, there's great companies out there like Homes Hobbies. Um, I, I know even Traxxas makes some. Uh, I know that I'm missing a few, but what do you think about Tekken? Uh, or Tekken? 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 I don't know how to pronounce Te it. Tekken? Yeah, yeah. Tekken makes. Uh, I've I've heard. Make some good components to their Pro 4. Uh, we had a guy that won at Wildcat, I think, was running the Tekken motor. So uh, they're screamers for sure. Yeah, I, so I run the Tekken Pro 4, and it. Uh, yep. Cool thing about it is it's it's censored, and it uh, yep. can actually go a little slower. Um, I can still crawl just a little bit. I wouldn't say I can crawl by any means, but I can crawl some, and then I can just give it the juice, and it's just yep. gone. It's just gone. So it was a really yep. diverse motor. Um, uh, all this stuff we're talking about, it's it's top of the line. You're going to pay for it. I mean, it's the same yep. thing as putting an LS in your full size. You know, you're going to sure. pay for it. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the let's see, the Pro Four, and I, I think Holmes Hobbies. Again, you know, just like we called out uh, Axial and a few of those other companies to build a bouncer. You know, um, I really, I hope that one day some of you guys, John Holmes, man, if you ever listen to this, please build us. A rock bouncer motor. This guy is a, a genius. If you've ever, if you if you're an RC enthusiast, then you ever watch any of his YouTube videos. The guy is a genius. Um, you know, and I, I just want to see what someone like him would come up with mm -hmm. when he comes when he builds a motor with rock bouncing in mind. You know. Yeah, certainly so. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. So we've got the the rig pretty much nailed down as far as components. Yep. Um, that's that's pretty. The thing that I, I just have to stress over and over again, if you've made it this far in the podcast and you're not an RC person, um, we're just barking on an hour, by the way. Um, yep. If you're not an RC person and you've done this, get someone who is and just get get a controller in your hand. Just go drive one. And yep. everybody will be, you know, 
you, if you break apart, you got to pay for it. You know, worst comes to worst. If, if you if you just test drive something and you break something, uh, it's yeah. either it was going to break before or you owe somebody yeah. you know the ten or fifteen bucks to replace that cheap right. part. Um, so get get behind the wheel of one of these things and drive it, drive it, drive it, drive it, drive it, drive it, and you'll get hooked and you'll build your own and you'll love it. Uh, your yep. kids will love it. Uh, I'm so. I am that guy who goes out at you know at, at my local like Greenway where we go walking next to the creek, and I'm the guy like with a remote control car standing there, kind of making it off into the into the creek and just having fun and just enjoying it. And uh, yep. I just wish I, every time somebody walks by, I'm like, hey, do you want to try? Like, <laughs> want to try? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Because... I say the same thing, dude. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, because yeah, when you yeah. when you whenever yeah. you get it, you'll see people they'll laugh, they'll roll it over. And they'll laugh, and they'll just be like, "Wow, that was uh, that was a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be." I'm like, yeah. "Now I'm not just the guy standing on the side of the road playing, you know, <laughs> yeah. playing with my RC yeah. car. You understand why I'm doing it." Yep, and, absolutely. Uh, yep. It, it's the best uh, part, man, and, and it's so funny too because um, parks all over the South are really picking up on the RC thing. Adventure Off Road Park had a RC course for about two and a half, three years or so. Uh, they just tore it down to build one of their bounty hills right behind the pavilion, but. Um, I would be shocked if they didn't bring something back at some point. Nice. Yeah, yep. the, the parks are coming up everywhere um, for these things in mind. And, uh, and the same can go for uh, the same can go for these RC Rock Bouncer series as well. Yep. I helped start a series last year. Uh, it, it it just kicked off this year earlier this year, but in Texas called the Texas RC Rock Racing Series. Yep. Um, they, you know, they have 12 races a year. There is a series uh, in the Pacific Northwest um, uh, that's up there. there. There's two of them, actually. Casey Dobbins is one of them, and uh, Ben Hoskins runs the other one. You know, uh, Ben Ben Doobie, I mentioned him. He runs a Rock Bouncer Race series in Canada. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and, uh, and I want to give a, a big thank you shout out and i hope this means more in the future for curtis hazard who's helping me with the uh, king of the mountain race in new hampshire you know there there's as untapped resources up there. i mean there's untapped no one's doing that up there you know and uh and uh, i've been bouncing across all over the united states uh this year you know and I, I want to leave, I want to come to a town or to a, you know, to do a, a race at a, a local park and I want to leave that and I want somebody to walk away and say, man, I'm going to, we're going to start a race series right here in this town or in this area, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, for but, sure, man. You know, yeah. I think, I think it's on the way there. Um, yep. and with that, I wanted to give you an opportunity to, um, kind of voice where you'll be, where the events will be, so if somebody is interested, where they can go find somebody, um, you know, where are you guys racing, if someone's listening and they do have one and they want to come out and race with you guys, uh, what do you, you know, what's on the table for y'all this year? Sure, great, man, I'm glad, I'm going to start right back at uh, the beginning of the year, back in February, okay. uh, I was living in San Antonio, um, uh, for the first year that I, I retired out the military, the first of January, uh, the first of 2018 in January, um, and I spent all of 2018 really tr trying to find out what I wanted to do. And I really still don't know what I want to do. I'm in college, so but uh, you know I'm I'm not ready to grow up yet. Um, so I literally packed up everything I owned, which was basically everything in my shop, and drove to Bridgeport, Texas for the first ever. Uh, 
RC National Rock Racing Association event. It was the Central Rock Racing Series uh, season opener. It was the first race of the year. And we went out there, and Jesse, I tell you what, man, we had, we had first of all, Tim Cameron, Cameron uh, Brandon Davis. We had all kinds of pros that were racing. Uh, Cash LaCroix actually raced in the, in the race with us, okay? Um, we had hundreds of people that were watching, and it was live on uh, – the NRRA's Facebook page, yep. live to live to the world, okay, Hillside Live with Dave and Bree. Um, so I left Bridgeport, Texas, and drove to uh, Sahuarita, Arizona. My girlfriend's gonna kill me because I probably butchered that. <laughs> but uh, so uh, yeah, I drove from uh, Bridgeport to basically Tucson, Arizona, and that's where I live now. Okay, so. I, this year, I have been, it's almost like a spiritual, you know, uh, um, adventure I'm on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, basically, I'm a full-time student, but I drive to these races. I drive. I don't yeah. fly. And, and nobody, I got a car. It's about 20 years old, man. I sold <laughs> everything I had when I got out the military. I just wanted to start fresh. I got this 20-year-old car that. It doesn't have AC. It barely runs, you know. Uh, but I drive to these events and I put on these RC RC races, man. You know, and it, it has been uh, it's been very fulfilling. Very, yeah, very fulfilling. I've, I man, it's been like I said, being a fan, it's been great to see like the momentum you guys have with the races too. Yeah, the drivers. Uh, I, I want to stop and say I put one hundred percent of my time into the drivers whatever they need because if it's not for the drivers then we're not doing this yeah if it's not for the guys that are sacrificing and driving i know uh anthony garcia from the texas rc rock racing series he raced in texas he also drove all the way from san antonio to or uh, he lives in austin area uh austin to wind rock all right and was up there uh for the wind rock race um uh i think he won that race yeah anthony won that race so it was worth the trip for sure you know um so we if it's not for the drivers man you know we're not doing this so uh i, I put one 100 into the drivers i don't care if i make a dime i don't care if this makes me go bankrupt you know the it's going to be the drivers who are going to make this sport into something yeah you know yeah so we've done uh we did bridge bridgeport uh, we did Wind Rock in Tennessee, uh, Wildcat in Kentucky. Um, we did uh, Bikini Bottoms in April, and just recently Dirty Turtle. Okay, um, so five races. We're halfway through the season. The next race that's coming up is Flat Nasty, uh, July twelfth through the thirteenth in Missouri. And uh, uh, you know we had the best showing ever. At a race at Dirty Turtle, and I'm hoping that in September, uh, correction, in uh, July, we have uh, another another plus. You know, yeah, another, I'm, man, uh, I'm, like I said, best. the momentum's coming. I'm sure it will. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we got some guys that have stuck with it. The Hobacks, Hoback Racing, man, yep. they have been to every race. Uh, they're huge in the sport, and and this is this is. Uh, what it's all coming to the culmination kind of of my, um, uh, what I'd like to say is, is this is a family, man. That's it. 
straight up. The, the bouncer, uh, as, as Brian Bebo uh, would say, it, it's a bouncer life. You know, um, it's a way of life. And we all keep in touch with each other. We all help each other out, man. I've told every single driver that I ever run into, if you need help in the pits, man, you know, that's how I met the Hobacks. Yeah. Uh, Colton was racing in Texas, and he came off from his first run uh, uh, in the UTV series, and he had two flat tires on the left side. <laughs> and I was like, you run back and get the tires, and I'll jack it up, man. We had that thing changed out, and he was ready to go for the next run. That's awesome. So, exactly. Like, that. it, it is a family... Uh, affair and that's what the way i want it it's competitive it's competitive but um uh you know i would take apart my buggy to help a, a fellow driver i'm not a driver i don't drive i only manage the races uh, you know i would take apart my buggy so someone else would drive i would give my entire buggy to someone for yeah. them to drive so they could race you know yeah yeah man i trust me i completely understand um yeah. i I it just does my heart good to hear it, man. Because uh, yeah. it's 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 this is what it takes to make a sport grow, and you're doing great. That's right. Um, That's right. But after Wild, uh, you said uh, Flat Nasty will be your next race in July, correct? Yeah. Um, yeah. Where does and it then, go for you guys after that? Yeah, nice. So uh, we're gonna have two races in August. We're gonna go all the way over to uh, Hawk Pride in Alabama. Boy, it's gonna be Ooh. a drive. Uh, yeah. So. Um, so Hawk Pride in Alabama, that's August second uh, and third. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, and then a few weeks later it, at Blue Holler in Kentucky, mm-hmm. that's going to be that's a new one. I, I, I'm pretty excited. I've I've never been there, but I've seen some races at Blue Holler, man, and the terrain looks nasty. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, that's um, uh, Blue Holler's rough. Yeah, and then the final uh, regular season race will be September 20th and the 21st at Rush Springs uh, in Missouri. So the um, the Coupe de Gras, if you will, the culmination of all of this is the national championship, the Cup Finals, and that's at Bikini Bottoms at, in uh, Dyersburg, Tennessee, yep. and that's October 3rd through the 6th. And it's I tell you what, it my I went last year. Okay, uh, I went to the Mountain Mud Run uh, with Joe Pierce, and I met Joe Pierce. I got a ro- I got to ride in uh, the Hulk buggy after he put that Whipple charger on it. Dude, yeah. are you kidding me, dude? I got a ride in that thing. It was nasty. <laughs> um, so uh, that was my first bouncer experience. Then I went to finals, and I tell you what, Jesse, like on a few occasions, my head almost exploded because the the action is nonstop. If it's not UTV, it's bouncers. If yeah. it's not bouncers, it's the uh, Icelandic uh, Formula um, Off Road guys. Formula Off Road guys, and those guys are are just uh, unbelievable. They they the sacrifice that they make to come over here thousands tens of thousands of dollars to bring their rigs over here you know and they put they put on a show it yeah. is unbelievable yeah. well I'll, I'll be there i'll tell you that right now um i'm Good gonna deal. that's the one race that i have uh, i've already got on the schedule that i will uh i will definitely be there that's exciting I'm yeah glad to hear that yeah for yeah. sure man and we'll, we'll be out there um we're actually gonna do our drawing for our uh our contest we're doing right now um, we're going to do our drawing there for the winner. Um, we've got a Razor XP 1000 belt, a ton of swag from drivers, everything you can think of and in between. And we should be getting some parts um, 
from actually I spoiled it a little bit. Uh, we have a couple sponsors, <laughs> and we should be uh, getting some parts in from them to include in that in that uh, in that giveaway. So, nice. um, yeah, it should be good. So we'll be there. We'll be hanging out, and um, that's awesome. Yeah. Now, uh, other than any other events that you guys are doing outside of the NRRA. Uh, well, I, like I mentioned, the um, Mountain Mud Run mm-hmm. in Warren, New Hampshire, is in two weeks, uh, May 18th. So that's that's going to be a pretty big event for, for New England. Um, and then, again, like I said, man, I, I listed off a, a bunch of guys from kind of around the country. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I really want to give props to those guys like I, I you know i know i'm doing my thing i've got my responsibilities with the nrra mm-hmm. but they're holding it down in their area yeah and and they deserve just as much credit as i'm as i'm getting because they're the ones that are building the sport in their area i mean even even one-to-one rock bouncing has its limits right now mm-hmm. really it, it doesn't go any further than texas you know yeah. uh and as far east as, as alabama so you're not i mean the 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 terrain in New England, Pennsylvania, upstate New York. I mean, there's probably pl- different places that we could go yeah. uh, to to race. But I think with RCEs, we're able to um, you know these little race series to pop up all around, and, and really anybody that's interested could just be like, "Huh, I wonder if there's something like that in my area." Right. You know, and then they they do a search, and oh wow, in the Pacific Northwest, there's there's like two race series that I can go to mm-hmm. or, or down in Texas, you know, you could get Texas is a big state, but you, you know, you can get involved down there. So, you know, um, I, I think that the RC version mm-hmm. can grow a lot faster Yeah, uh, because of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think so yeah. too. Um, yeah. and, and it's, it, we have a really exciting future. Um, one thing else I did want to mention is, uh, I think I saw a leaked picture from Axial. Um, there <laughs> looks like they'll be bringing their, um, Axial Evo, independent front suspension, independent rear suspension. It looks like they're going to be bringing it back uh, under the Evo. Is, is it the Evo or Exo? Exo. Sorry. Yeah. Exo, yep. The Exoterra. I'm sorry. The yep. Exoterra. Um, they discontinued it a couple years back. Uh, it was yep. it was it was kind of that, in my opinion, like that book basher style. Um, it yep. looks like they'll be bringing it back. Yep. And uh, they'll they'll be bringing you know. We have the Rock Ray that he mentioned earlier. Um, yep. We've got a few other things on the table, a few competitors that come out, something like that. Uh, I've seen leaked pictures of that, but um, I'll tell you right now, and for those who listen to the Cody Wagner podcast, um, Cody Wagner had a lot of things to say about Axial. Um, if you if you are a fan of Lasertown, you'll know that Axial logos are all over his gear at uh, Lasertown. Yep. And yep. Axial is one of his primary sponsors. Um, so I'm going to throw it out there as, con- you know, just kind of a little bit of spoiler, maybe a little bit of conjecture. No one's told me. Um, just watch out for it. Um, I, would I can't think- wait to see how many people really listen to this now. Yeah. Because we'll see how fast it spreads. Yeah, because I, uh, I have a strong feeling that when they bring the, uh, the Exoterra back, which is, again, independent front, independent rear, and being yep. in conjunction with Cody Wagner at Lasernut Racing, if you haven't seen the Lasernut Racing car, it just so happens oh, to boy. be independent front suspension, independent rear suspension, Ultra Four, um, a badass machine. Um, hey, and uh, there is a builder from Lasernut uh, called Ultra Custom Fab, uh, yep. UC Fab, yep. that builds chassis for RCs. 
Just saying. Yeah, and uh, I will just you know we'll just we'll just leave it there and say that uh, yep. at the end of the Cody Wagner podcast, he told me not to buy a new rig to hang on that there was something better coming out. So yep, uh, good. That's good to hear. Yeah, I uh, I have I have some pretty hope, pretty strong hope that uh, we may be seeing a laser nut car come off the axle. It has been proven uh, in the one to one world and in the RC world that U four cars can go rock bouncing. It has been proven. So uh, it has been proven. I am uh, I'm a big fan of that car, and I think that with the right tires and a little bit of work on it, um, I think that'd be a nasty machine. So you ain't kidding. Yep. So uh, we'll we'll leave it there. Uh, we have your schedule for this year. We know, people know where to find you. Um, Facebook and Instagram. Where can people find you? Where can people find the RC Rock Bouncing? Yep, absolutely. So uh, one thing I really like you to do is just just search for RC Rock Bouncing. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a group, RC Rock Bouncing. However, there are several other groups that are out there, and is just get involved. That's all I can say. Yeah. Um, the NRRA has a page, and they are going to be updating and adding more RC stuff as the season progresses. Um, but uh, you can always reach me. And again, I love this stuff, you guys. So I, I can nerd out with this all night long. Uh, and, and I'm retired, and uh, you know, so I, I can I can actually afford to do that. Um, Nick command on Facebook, on Instagram, and on YouTube uh, is. You do the have best some really cool videos on YouTube. I'll, I'll, I went yes, and watched, checked them out. Um, great Thank things you. about shock tuning, all everything you can yep. think of. Uh, it's it's up there, and uh, I thought that they yep. were really useful. As someone who I feel like I know a decent amount. Uh, it was still lots to learn in that area. Yep, a lot of the tech is the same with the one-to-one bouncers. It's it's just common sense. Yeah, exactly. You know? yeah, exactly. yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, with that, Nick, um, stay on the line for me after we close it up, and we'll talk for a few minutes. But uh, all right. that's all I had for you. I want to say I'm again honored and thank you so much for being on the show. We knocked out an hour and twenty minutes. Uh, of, of solid good information and I hope that all listening um, if you guys have any questions feel free to reach out to Nick on all the social media find him at the races anything you can do to get in touch with this guy he'll be more than happy to answer your questions um, I was super pleased am super pleased uh, thanks for coming on the show Nick I really appreciate it thanks Jesse RC Command leads the way thanks for listening everybody uh, gotta give one more shout out to my guy over at Infinite Off-Road Check them out. They have wheel rings, which are those really cool things you see in lifted trucks that make the wheels light up. Um, Those are really cool, not to be mistaken with rock lights, because they do carry the world's best rock light. It has the widest and brightest patterns. It's got a ton of plug-and-play options, a bunch of different ways you configure it, uh, and it's even got the best mounting hardware for your UTV or full-size rig. Everything's tucked up out of the way. Uh, I've seen him hit the rock lights themselves with sledgehammers. You'll never have that issue, but these things won't break. And the best part is if you do break them, even accidentally, it's covered. 25-year, you break it, they replace it warranty. Really cool stuff. Um, also, all things UTV. Again, y'all, I'm so excited about this Cloud9 Spring Kit coming out. Uh, I think it's it's 5-16 today, May 16th. Um, it's coming out in a couple weeks. It's coming soon. Talk to Dustin Robbins. Get on the list. See what you can do about pre-ordering. If not, if you don't want to make the jump to the full spring kit, the Razor Aid Tender Spring is a great option. Great option. Wheels and tires combos as well. RS1 diffs, everything you can think of from in between. That's it. All I got. Check us out on Facebook. Go get you some free rock lights. And uh, best of all, have a great day.